0: Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Tonight I want to talk about just some practical things that will help you. And I mentioned that this might be, uh, I'm, going to t- I'm going to weave in and out of talking to single people and married people just as the Lord leads me. And I don't know how long I'll go, maybe 30 minutes. But I, I, I want to talk just right where we live. And if this, if this offends you, Everybody say everything he's preaching will be out of the Bible tonight. So go to the Song of Solomon, and this is the story of a husband and a wife who are in love with one another. And like so many couples, um, they s- start out passionate. You know, I'm, I think I mentioned this morning, I've seen couples when they first get married. And they start out and they are like, uh, you know, they're all over each other. They're passionate. They're touchy. They're filly. They look like third base coachmen. You know, it's just like uh, every time you see them, a third base. You ever watch a third base coach? He's sending signals to the runner. And they're, they're just, t- but, but something happens. Something happens and people lose intimacy and they lose the sizzle. And the sizzle goes to a fizzle. And when the fizzle comes, then the distance and intimacy between that couple is broken. And and one thing leads to another, frustration, anger, resentment, all of it begins to build. Then the enemy is a master at releasing temptation. And sometimes in those vulnerable moments, the Bible said that husbands and wives should be intimate lest Satan get an advantage. It actually means Satan can move in in a strategic moment when husbands and wives are not not just, not just physically being one, but emotionally and in every area being intimate. That's what the enemy is afraid of. And so tonight I want us to look at the story of a man and a woman and how they, got, they went back from fizzle to sizzle. In, in their relationship. I almost feel like a rapper. Come on. Get your schnizzle, sizzle, fizzle going or something. I don't I don't even know what that stuff means, but here we go. So let us begin in the word of God, song of Solomon. Now, this is, her, this is the wife speaking to her husband, but how many, how many singles do I have here tonight? Let me see your hand if you're single. That's Wow, that is amazing. Look at that. All of our singles. Raise your hand if you're single. Jesus. Stand up if you're single. I want to see. Stand up if you're single. Come on, don't be ashamed of it. That's awesome. Hold it. Half of you are not standing up. That's not right. Sit back down. That's okay. Some of you aren't claiming it. Amen. But, but hey, enjoy this season in your life. I, I want to say this. If you're single, you know, there are, um, there are online dating services and and I'm not necessarily against them. I've actually seen people who met who are good Christians, and, and it's amazing. They've found you know, true love and all of that, and they're doing very well. But you do need to be careful because when you're talking to someone online, it may, they may not necessarily be who they're pretending to be. For example, if a woman says to you on the Internet, I'm 40-ish, that means she's 49 and a half. If a a man says he's 40-ish, that means he's 53 and he's looking for a 20-year-old, and that means run, forest run, run. If a guy says, I'm cute and huggable, that really means he has a lot of body fat and lots of hair like Sasquatch all over his body. If a guy ever says to you online, I'm very close to my family, that means... He's unemployed. He's living with his mother, and he wants you to be employed. And that's what he's hoping for. So just be careful, just a word of knowledge. So let's go right into the word of the of the of the uh of the of, of the married woman. Now listen to what she says to her husband in verse 2. She says. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth, for your love is better than wine. Let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth. First point I want to make is married couples still kiss. And this wife is saying, I want to get the sizzle back in our relationship, but I want us to have some nst time some non-sexual touching time in other words there has to be times when the physical touching kissing holding caressing is not just an end-all of the goal being to have sex with one another in in a married relationship but you have to remember that there has to be non-sexual touching and kissing and kissing is important kissing Kissing, number one, you burn two calories every time you kiss your mate. So, so it's, you, if you get good at it, you can burn a lot more calories. Uh, secondly, it strengthens your immune system because the saliva makes your immune system that you're swapping, it makes it stronger. And, and, and I want to say that kiss, kiss goodbye, couples. Kiss goodbye in the mornings. Kiss when you leave. Kiss one another kiss and say goodbye kiss and say i love you and don't just say i love you that's the easiest way but i want to encourage you to add one word to i love you because what if you sent a text during the day talking about getting the sizzle back i love you because because you're such a great provider and you work so hard to give us all that we have and i love you or I love you because you're such a great mother. You're an amazing mother. You're an amazing. That meal last night was incredible that you prepared. Or, I love you because you know the the way the other day Charisse did something for one of our kids, and 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 it took her all day to do it, and she did it and did it and worked. She. I don't want to go into it, but it so moved me. It moved me, and I sat back and I. I I knew that she was gone all day and knew what she was doing for one of our kids. And when she got home, I just had to tell her. I'm not bragging on myself, but I just had to tell her and kiss her. And I kissed her and I said, you are an incredible mother. You are an incredible mother. And I love you because of the way that you love our children. And there's just something about not just saying I love you, but say I love you because. Send a text. Send an email. Just take, it'll take one you got to work on this stuff. You, you can't just let a marriage go, grow cold and get colder and colder and colder. you got to do something. If you think something, say it. There's power in words. The power of death and life are in words. Say it. If you feel it, say it. If you think of it, say it. If, if you think of buying a little gift or a little something, do it. Don't just think it. Do it and say it. It would be kind. It would be sweet. It, the Bible said a man's gift makes room for it. Did you get your darling a, a flower or anything for Valentine's? A man's gift will make room for him. Suddenly it reboots that relationship. Sometimes it's just a simple, it's, it's not even the thing that you're giving her. She wants to know you think, you're think you thinking about her. You thought of me. He, he put time in this. He actually thought about this. He actually made the reservations. He actually did this for me. That's a big deal to me. And she says, kiss me, touch me. Give me some non-sexual touching in this in this relationship. Not just every time you want something, then you touch me and then it's over. She says, but but and I want to say to the singles, don't touch too much. <laughs> when, 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 listen, listen, it's okay. I know you're physical. It's all right. If you if, if you've got a boyfriend, a girlfriend, you you need to be careful though, because that stuff will get out of hand. You start kissing, you know. If a boy goes out with a girl and he starts kissing and his hands are on her back and it's the first kiss and that's awesome and he, and he kisses her, our hands, I'm going to tell you something about a guy. Our hands, they will stay here. They can't stay here but so long. And after a while, if you keep making out and you keep making out, there's something in our DNA that our hands will get tired and they'll start falling. <laughs> It's it's, it's just going to happen. I'm just telling you. That's why you got to be careful about making out. That's why you got to be careful about your dates. That's why you need to hang out with good people. That's why you need to have some serious, serious lines drawn. Because those hands are going to drop. It's going to happen. And if you're making out for making out and wallowing all over each other and stuff, something's going to mess up. And our society says that's totally acceptable to have sex before marriage. But God's Word says it's not. And we got to take sexy back. I'm tired of the pornography and the devil and... And the lies of Hollywood telling young people, if you're not having sex, you're a freak. And marriage is nothing. Marriage doesn't matter. Marriage does matter. And I'm here tonight to tell you God's way is better. God's way works. God's way doesn't leave you feeling dirty and like like something that's used and thrown aside. And it matters. This stuff matters. Kiss me. With the kisses of your mouth. And then she says this to him. In, in verse 3. Because of. I love you because of the fragrance of your good ointments. She said you smell nice. That's my breakdown on that. You smell good. I like. What is that? Is that. What is that old spice? What is that you've got on? That, that smells nice. you got deodorant on. You groom yourself. Maybe you should ask your mate. What can I do to improve my attraction to you? Do you like one eyebrow or two? I can shave in between if I need to. What, what turns you on? If it turns you on, if it likes you, I care about if you're attracted to me. So work on that. Smell nice, have good hygiene. Uh, then, then you smell nice, she said. Kiss me with the kisses of your mouth. Listen to this line in verse, verse 3. Because of, your, because of the fragrance of your good ointments, your name is an ointment poured out. That's and your name that 's a strange your name is an ointment, an ointment was very expensive and very and, and what she was saying was your name is when your name comes up, it has character, it has integrity. She says in the next verse, all the virgins love you, they wish that they were they wish that they were me because you have a name of being faithful to your woman. you have a name in this community of being a man that can't be seduced by the seducer because because your name is like, ointment was very expensive and, pre, and, 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 and a beautiful, expensive thing. And your name has integrity. And all the girls wish they had a guy like I've got. She says in the next verse, you know, your name is Valuable. You honor God. You seek God. No wonder other women long for you. Wow. Isn't that good? When's the last time you praised your husband for being in church on a Sunday night? When's the last time you praised your husband? I appreciate that you, you're a good man. You love God. You, you're, you're doing right. I, you know, that stuff matters. I want to say to the singles that are here, be careful. If you want to get a good man like that, if you're a young lady here... If you don't like the fish you're catching, change the bait you're using. And you have to become what you're trying to find. Like will attract like. If you pursue God, you will attract someone who pursues God. If you read your Bible, you will attract someone who honors God's word. If you come to church, you will attract someone because like attracts like. On the other hand, like I said, if you're going to the bar every Friday and Saturday night and backing it up on men and showing everything you've got and doing everything, then don't be surprised if you get a lounge lizard going home with you. And, and he's, a, he's good for nothing and he's a cheater and he's a player and he's got three or four on the phone because if you don't like what you're catching, the fish, then change the bait you're using and listen Become the person you're looking for. If you want a guy who'll be faithful, then be faithful to God right now. You be faithful to God and God will send you somebody faithful. Well, I want a guy that won't cheat on me. Then don't you cheat on God and be integrous now and be pure now. So if you're single, just make, just say, God, I'm going to be pure to you and I will attract what I'm like. Now watch this. This is beautiful. I want you to see this. So he. So she starts telling him all of that and and it gets so intimate between this man and this woman that she says to him, she begins to tell of her insecurities. She says in verse 5, I am dark but lovely. I am am like the curtains or the tent of Solomon. Do not look upon me because I am dark, because the the sun has tanned me. What she's saying is... And she goes on to say in that latter part of that verse, she said, they made me the keeper of their vineyards, but my own vineyard I have not kept. She's saying, you know, I, I've been so busy. I've been working in the field and the sun has leathered my skin and it has turned me and I'm, I'm not feeling good. I have in, physical insecurities. And uh, don't look at me, and I don't like her. And then she says this powerful statement. She says, I've, I've kept others' vineyards, but my own vineyard I haven't been looking after. She's talking about her body. She's saying, I've kind of let myself go, and I'm insecure. Don't look at me, honey. I, I mean, I don't. And, and the beautiful thing about this guy is, he loves her insecurities away. He begins to praise her. He begins to, con- don't ever put your mate down. Don't ever say, boy, you're picking up weight. You need to do something. What are we going to do about that? You know, and all of that. Just love their insecurities away. Love their insecurities away. He loved her insecurities away. And, you know, she said, my own vineyard, I haven't kept up. And she feels bad about it, but he just starts praising her. He just starts telling her how beautiful she is and how gorgeous she is and how lovely she is. I'm going to read to you what he says to her in just a moment. I want to say to those of you who are single here that our society, there's, there's a verse there where she says, uh, let me find it. She says, oh, there it is. Verse 7, she says this. She says, I will not be as one who veils herself. Well, a woman veiled, that's what the prostitutes wore. And what a word to single, single folks, male and female, that just because the world says that you should sleep with people before marriage, she says, I am not going to be like that. I'm drawing lines, but I'm not just drawing lines. And, and, and there's this powerful verse that's said four times in the scripture uh, in the last part of the verse, it says, let me find it real quick. It says, don't awaken love before it's time. And I can't find it right now, but I've got it marked. There it is. is, uh, Second Solomon chapter 6. says do not stir up or awaken love before it's time that's a word to single people and here's what she's saying here's what they're saying they're saying the question is not how far can we go how far do do, do, the single folks where do they draw the line the question is not where do you draw the line the question is what is the right time and the right time to have sexual relationship is in marriage and marriage only and so don't awaken love before it's time Don't don't give yourself to someone and and arouse those desires. Don't put yourself in situations that the flesh gets out of control because there's a time to love. And that time is on your marriage night and for the rest of your marriage. And and she feels so secure by the time that he starts talking to her and by the time he starts praising her that she begins to say to to uh, him, or let me, let, me, let me just read to you what he says to her. He begins to talk to her and he builds her up so much that by the second chapter, in the first chapter, she's saying, don't look at me. I'm insecure. I have physical imperfections. I don't look good. I've kept, I haven't kept my body up. But he praises her. If you read it on through. And by the second chapter in verse 3, she says, I will sit down in his shade with great delight. That's interesting. I'll sit in his shade. What was her insecurity about sun? The sun baking and leathering her skin and making her feel unattractive. But, but he provided a shade of security. He loved her insecurity away. And she said, I can, just, I can just be free with him. I can trust him. I can be with him because he doesn't make me feel insecure about my insecurities. He provides a shade from the sun from my insecurities. That's a good man. That's a, that's a man that, that loves her. I want to say that God honoring sex is supposed to be fun. God-honoring sex inside of a marriage starts before the bedroom. Women are crockpots. Men are microwaves. And so in the Song of Solomon, chapter 4, the husband now speaks up and he starts praising the wife. And he says, Behold, you are fair, my love. Behold, you are attractive, beautiful, gorgeous. He tells her that. What What if we talk that way? What if we quit... Being so ugly to one another. And we started saying you're awesome. You're beautiful. I love you. And then, and then he starts from the head and goes all the way down. Watch this description. You have the dove's eyes behind your veil. You have dove's eyes. A dove only mates with one mate for life. In other words, you don't have eyes of adultery. You have pure eyes. And I love, I love that you have eyes for me only. Your eyes are not on... They're not on porn. They're not on the girl in the office. Your eyes are on me. Secondly, listen to this compliment. Your hair is like a flock of goats going down from Mount Gilead. Come on, wake up out there. Your hair, and and I I called some of my friends and talked with them, pastor friends, and I said, help me with this. They said, okay, here's the deal. In Bible days, women wore their hair up. But she is letting her hair down. And when her hair goes down, when he says your hair is like a flock of goats going down Mac, uh, Mount Gilead, he's saying, I love the way that you let your hair pin out and the hair is dropped and it's just cascading down your shoulders. She must have done like this. I think, this is my translation. I think she just did. <laughs> and when she did that with her hair, I don't know what she had on, but whatever she had on, it just worked for him. And he just said, your hair is like a flock of goats going down. Man, every woman just do like that one time. Right <laughs> you have, I'm telling you, we like that. But, but, but let's keep moving. So, so, so your eyes, I, he's talking about her eyes, your hair is gorgeous. Listen to this guy praise his wife. I like this compliment. Your teeth are like a flock of sheep. Which have come up from washing, you brush your teeth. Your teeth look good. Your breath smells nice. Listen to this, it's funny. He says, every one of them bears its twins. In other words, there's no big empty spaces in there. You've got all your teeth and I'm loving. That's a big deal before dental floss. Come on, somebody say, man. And he says, I like the fact that you've got all your teeth and you've you got beautiful eyes and you've got the hair going and I'm into this. And, and then and then he says, and and, you know, uh, and there's none barren among your mouth. There's no barren big old holes in there. And I'm thankful for that. And then he says, your lips are like a strand. Listen to him just going down. Your lips are like a Some of you... <laughs> when are we going to do something? Your eyes. Your cheeks. Your hair. You're beautiful. I love you. Listen to this. Then he sa- Then your mouth is lovely. Then he goes and he says, in verse 4, your neck is like the Tower of David built for armory. What is that about? He says, <laughs> he says, he says, I, the, the, the Tower of David was about security. They kept all their weapons in there. And what he's saying is, I love the way you carry yourself. I love to watch you. I love your confidence. I love your security. Your self-security. I, I love the way you move. I love the way you... I've just, I just been watching you walk, girl. I've been looking at the caboose and I'm just telling you. Listen to this guy. He's, this, there's nothing wrong with that. This stuff doesn't belong in a filthy rap song. It belongs in your marriage. Then it's going to get real good. This is is for married people. Single people behave. (laughs) Then he says, your two breasts are like two fawns. Twins of the gazelles which feed among the lilies. Wow. (laughs) So so what's he talking about? (laughs) Well... Tell you what he's talking about. He's saying, Your breasts are like two fawns. Now, now, if you've ever, if you know anything about deer, you don't, two baby deer, you don't come up on two baby fawn deers and say, Honka, honka. <laughs> you, you don't do that. You don't do that. You don't do that. He's saying, he's saying You got to approach gentle, you got to approach. This is all in the Word. I'm right in the Word. You got a, you got a, you got a, a, a slow touch, a tender, loving, gentle, kind, sweet, loving, not... In other words, men approach matters. Be gentle, be careful, be tender. Approach matters. Work on approach. I want to say to ladies, ladies, just make an approach. Every man doesn't want to doesn't want you out of duty, he wants you to desire him. And I wish women would make Sharice, I'm just talking to you. I wish you would approach me more. I'm always approaching you. Approach me any approach. I don't I'm not picking I don't care. I'll take any approach. All you got. I'm serious. But, 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 but women, please listen to me. Every once in a while, we, we, will, we will lead in this 99% of the time. But it would be incredible if you approach when he comes home. Sometimes if you're married, you have to plan, plan for it. I mean, we're busy. We are busy. We got children. We got grand, a grandchild. We got churches. We've got, oh, Lord, I've got a crazy schedule. I've got this. I've got that. I could tell you, if I told you my schedule for the last three weeks, you, you would say, good God. And I, that's okay. I've been doing it. For, this is what we do. We're, we're in this together. I do what I do with her agreement. We, we do what we do. But we ha- you have to plan. Sometimes you have to plan. I mean, if you're so busy, set a date. Mark your calendar up. This is going to be big. Sunday is fun day, right? That's your little code, right? <laughs> write, write it on there. Sunday or, or maybe Monday morning madness. I don't know. Write, write that one in. Or, or, or uh, Super Tuesday. Come on, somebody. Just write it in. Super Wow, wow, Wednesday. Come on, I'm revelating now. Throw down Thursday. Freaky Friday. Come on, give me a witness. I, I, well, <laughs> I can't get any help. What about Saturday? You need to rest on Saturday. If you got all those, that, my God, you could, you, something could go out. You could put your, you. you need to quit. She says, this, the Bible's an interesting book. She says in verse 17, love me until the day breaks, until the shadows flee away all night long. Wow. (laughs) She calls him a stag. In verse 8, she says, you are my young stag. Look at that, verse 9. My beloved is like a gazelle. Sharice, you need to talk to me that way. (laughs) My beloved is like a gazelle. He is a young, he's like a young stag. My favorite verse in the Bible has become verse 6. His left hand is under my head. And his right hand... This is for married people only. Embraces me. Well, where's the hand going to go? I don't know. My left hand is. Everybody say. Everybody say and, and praise God for his word right now. Come on. No, but you know what I love about this is this is in the Bible for married people and the world has made it filthy and dirty and it's not dirty. Sex is not bad. It's not unclean. It's not something you got to do for procreation. It's for recreation Two, put your hand behind her head and your other hand wherever there's only work it. It's a blessing. Don't don't you judge me. I waited for twenty five years before I was with my wife, and I enjoy my marriage. Bed is undefiled. That means there's nothing dirty that can come in my bedroom if my wife and I are in consent. Come on, come on. Some of you, t- you too holy. Your spouse has no other honoring way to meet their sexual need except you. That is a good word. Her emotional need is as important as his physical need. His physical need is as important as her emotional need. The amazing thing is if you minister to her emotional need, you will get your physical need. And if you minister to his physical need, he will give you back your emotional need. But what the enemy does is he gets you in an argument. He stops intimacy. Suddenly, the emotional is shut down. The physical is shut down. And suddenly, the storm begins to brew. And and if you don't stop it, it'll go for a week. It'll go for a month. It'll go for months. And the enemy tears and devastates homes through porn or numerous or affairs or numerous this stuff matters that's why it really gripes me when stuffy christians Don't want you to talk about any of this stuff. And the truth is our marriages are in meltdown and people are in trouble and people are silently suffering and marriages are hemorrhaging to death because nobody won't talk about what really needs to be talked about. And what I'm saying to you is if you if you've been separate and you're not having those relationships, you better know you're giving place to the enemy in that relationship. And stop it, says the Lord. Stop it. Love one another. Be kind to one another. Wow. <laughs> I love this. She says, listen to this, all the single people, listen to this verse. When he starts praising her in, in chapter six, uh, 4, in verse 12, he gives her one of the greatest compliments. He says to her, you, uh, can I preach a few more minutes? Just three more minutes, and I, I'm, I'm about done. I'm going to call for the music in about three to five minutes. He says to her, you're a garden enclosed. You're a spring shut up. Listen to the wording. You're a a fountain sealed. Wow. You know what he's doing? He's paying her an an, an enormous compliment on the fact when it says you're a garden enclosed, all you young girls single, listen to me. He says, I love the fact that, that you're a garden enclosed, you're a spring sealed up. You have, your body has been preserved and you are keeping yourself from me and me only. You have sexual purity. And if you've lost your virginity, it starts now. I don't sleep with guys until I find the right one. But I am a sealed garden. In that beautiful language? Don't you want your children to hear this kind of teaching? Your teenagers to heal this, hear this. I'm a garden enclosed. I've been faithful. I've been, I've been faithful to you and your vow. And he's saying thank you. Thank you that you're not loose. Thank you that you're not cheating on me. Thank you that you're a spring shut up. You are a fountain sealed. And she's so moved by what he says. Y'all, y'all don't understand the Bible. Watch this. In verse 16, I'm just going to read it right out of the book. She gets so into it. She's crazy out of her mind. I can tell you, she went from being insecure. If you read it, by chapter 8, she's dancing for him. She's dancing. And he's talking about her navel. They were little freaks. I'm just telling you. They, they, she's dancing. And, and, and she, y'all think I'm making this up. It's in the Bible. And it's in a holy marriage. And I love that. We're going to get married and be holy. And we don't talk about such. Okay. Look at what she says after he says you're sealed up, pure. Your day will come when all of that can be met righteously in a marriage. And she says, she says listen, listen to the Shilamite woman. Awake, O north wind, and come, O south blow upon my garden Wow! let the spices may flow out let my beloved come to his garden and eat its pleasant fruits and may God add his blessing to his word how about that Pastor Franklin, I didn't say it. God did. I just read the scripture. Well, I think that's a good point to end. Be ye hearers of the word, not hearers only, but doers. Married couples and single people, behave. I'm done. I don't know where. To, I don't know how to end this one. I wish I'd have found a better ending than that. You want one more? I'll end it with this one. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this scripture. He says in chapter 7 and verse 7, these people, these people loved each other. They praised each other. They talked kind to each other. They were physical with one another. And he says, she says, how, he says to her, How fair and how pleasant you are, O love, with your delights. Verse 6, verse 7. The stature of yours is like a palm tree, and your breasts are like clusters. And I will climb up that palm tree. Can you believe that is in the Bible? Turn to someone and say, Climb that tree. And she says, his desire is for me. I love that. We're taking sexy back. Back into the marriage is holy. His desire is not fulfilled on the Internet. His desire is not for the woman at the job. His desire is for me. His desire is for me. That is what marriage is supposed to do in these areas. But you can't have all of that if you don't have the Lord in your life. I'm just telling you, I feel for people all over this county who are trying to hold marriages together and they don't have the Lord. It's almost impossible. And that's just one aspect, and I've touched on it, but it's an important aspect. But it also goes to the root of forgiveness and love and trying again and loving one another again and praying together. And one thing I want to encourage you to do in closing, and this is how we'll close this. Dr. Rutland, who is a pastor on our, on our team, he wrote a book called 22, minutes that can change your, 22 Seconds That Can Change Your World. And He wrote a whole book on the Lord's Prayer and praying the Lord's Prayer. This is what he said, and I want every man in this room to listen to me. He said, most men are intimidated to pray. And when we say you ought to have family prayer, they're very, very, very intimidated to pray. And I get that. But he said, the man and the woman, every night for 22 seconds, listen to this, for 22 seconds, reach over, grab hands. I don't care what has gone on. I don't care if you've argued. I don't care if you've had a knockdown drag out. I don't care if something, I take hands And the husband and the wife together over their family, over their home, lying in bed, pray together and say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Listen to everything you're doing. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. We've been fussing all day. Forgive us our debts as we forgive those who've debted against us. Lead us not into temptation because God, temptation's real. But deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And Dr. Rutland said that opens the heavens into that home no matter what's happening. He said we ought to pray it as the blessing over our meal. 22 seconds and you invoke the whole kingdom of God. 22 seconds just to pray it over a meal while you're sitting in your car my father which art in heaven hallowed be just go through the whole thing and instantly God's presence will come you've had arguments you've had fusses you're, you're mad at one another but you gotta don't let the sun go down on your wrath how? grab the hand of that mate and pray the Lord's prayer you ain't gotta be soon su- all you gotta do is say it if you don't even know it take the Bible and read it and you'll memorize it it'll heal marriages it'll change lives it works it works So I want you to stand to your feet all over this room and I want want every married couple in this room to get out of your seat and come down here and stand in front and I want to speak a blessing over you tonight in Jesus' name in conclusion of this service. Sharice, will you come up here with me please? I think we ought to pray the Lord's Prayer together. And then I'm going to speak a blessing over your home and over your family and over your marriage. And just get in as close as you can and everybody get in up as close as you can. I appreciate it. I hope I said something that'll help you tonight. I hope that the truth will set you free, if nothing else. <laughs> and you know, people who've been hurt, people who've been sexually abused, they really struggle with stuff like I'm preaching on. But I've come tonight to tell you that you can be free and you can be happy and you can be fulfilled and it's God's will for your life and if you're single like attracts like be the person that you want to find and they will find you follow Jesus and he will cause what you're looking for to find you it's a fact So let's pray together. Everybody, take the hand of your husband or your wife. And if you're single, would you lift your hands? And let's pray the Lord's Prayer together. Ready? I want you to say it out loud. Maybe, can you put that up? It's in Matthew chapter 6 in case people don't know it. Matthew chapter 6, the Lord's Prayer. If somebody can find it real quick. And let's pray it together. Are we ready? Here we go. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. And Father, in the name of Jesus, I stand in agreement with Sharice right now that you would bless every woman in this room, that every wife and every mother, Lord, would feel your grace and your help. That, Lord, that they would feel your strength and they would feel your peace and they would feel your love tonight. Lord, I pray for every man that that, that is that is needing your touch tonight, every marriage that is needing a fresh start. I pray, God, that you would heal and resolve the tension, the stress, the strain. Life is so short. Help us, God, to end in the cave of couples. Help us, Lord, to start out together and to end together till death do we part. Father, I pray tonight that forgiveness would be released. I pray tonight that we would fight for what's left, even if bad choices and cruel things have been done and said. May there come tonight a total relinquishment of the past and a brand new beginning. I pray for every marriage, whatever they're facing, physical challenges, whatever the issues children grandchildren, financial stress and strain. Lord, let them know that as long as they stand together, no weapon formed against them will prosper. And Lord, I pray for intimacy, not just sexual, not just physical, but emotional. In every way, Lord, that we would be one. That the lines of communication, the lines of forgiveness, the lines, oh God, of loving one another would become real and unclogged and open. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray for the anointing. Anointing on our marriages and our homes like never before. We believe you for it. We thank you for unity. We thank you for forgiveness. We thank you for grace. And we thank you for favor because we're stronger and better together than than we are apart. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen and amen. Now with every head bowed and every eye closed, I want everybody to say these words. Lord Jesus... I need you in my life. I surrender to you. I want to be what you called me to be. And I confess my sins. Cleanse me. Wash me. And forgive me. And tonight, give me a brand new start. I give you my life. Take it. And leave me. And use me. And I receive your grace in Jesus name. And everybody said, amen and amen. I want every man in this room to kiss your bride and tell her happy Valentine's. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.